Well, welcome to the Faith Roots podcast, and uh, we're continuing our series on home, being at home. I'm going to read a bit from from the Bible first, just to to get us started. I want to read from Deuteronomy chapter six. Uh, Deuteronomy six verse one says, "These are the commands, decrees." and regulations that the Lord your God commanded me to teach you. You must obey them in the land you're about to enter and to occupy. And you and your children and grandchildren must fear the Lord your God as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. We'll talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Last time we thought about the future home that Christ has prepared is preparing for us and we thought about what it means to know that we have this future eternal home and how that affects life now and this week in the light of all of that I want to think about the home that we build for ourselves the home uh, that we create for ourselves here uh, thinking both uh, uh, individually and as our families but also wider thinking about what it means for a local church to build a home. What should our home be like? And here in Deuteronomy 6, uh, we see God's people told what they're to do when they go into the land of Israel. They're told that they're going to be given uh, commandments that they're to keep, they're to commit to keep these commandments and to choose the commandments and with them to choose life and blessing instead of curse and death and exile. They're going to be at home in the land and they want to stay safe in the land in God's presence. Deuteronomy 5 has just seen Moses remind them of the Ten Commandments. This is essential to what it means to know and to obey God's law, God's commands. And then he says, these are the commands, decrees and regulations. In fact, uh, some translations would say that specifically this is the command and the decrees and the regulations that follow on from that, that uh, enlarge on it, that explain it, that develop it. Uh, so that the, the command that we're to obey is in fact that one to love God with all our heart, mind and soul, with everything that I am. This is the biggie. What does it mean to obey God? It means to love him. Uh, what are our houses meant to be like? What are our homes to be? The, the, the home, the church's home? Uh, my 
family and its home. Well, last time we said that we're to be loving and welcoming and compassionate and kind and all of that arises out of this, that we will be people who love God and seek to glorify and honour him and to reflect his goodness, his glory, his love, so that we love our neighbours. But having summarised what the law is all about, Moses goes on to, to say, this is what you are to do. You are to remember the commandments, remember the law. How do you do that? Uh, verse 6, commit yourself wholeheartedly to these commands. Verse 7, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. And then verse 8, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And you will see that some uh, Jews will literally follow that today, that they will carve onto their doorposts or paint on the doors uh, the law, the Torah, uh, and they will write out the law and they will have it then bound to their hands or in little boxes, uh, one so that they hang in front of their forehead. The literal thing, is that what God was asking for them to do? Is that what we should be doing now? Yeah, I think God is getting at something deeper here. When we moved into our, our home, uh, the previous owner had taken great pride in it. He uh, is a builder. Uh, and in fact, he's done a fantastic job of converting uh, the garage that he'd originally built into uh, office and study space for, for me. Um, uh, but he took on what was a derelict building and converted it into this beautiful house that we now live in. And, and because it was his own home and because he's clearly a, a workman who takes pride in his work, you can see that through. It's not just something that's been thrown together on the cheap. No, you can see that he's taken pride in his work, uh, finished it off, beautifully painted. Uh, one of the things that he's done uh, around the house is that he's put inspirational quotes on, on the walls. You come in at the front door and there's a, a quotation on, on, on the wall in the porch. Uh, in the lounge there's a quote, it's actually from Bob Marley, uh, uh, something like, live the life you love, love the life you live. Uh, whether or not these are uh, quotes that we would have chosen for ourselves and whether they'll stay longer, longer term, uh, we appreciate that these were obviously things that mattered to him. In fact, what we have done slightly subversively with the Bob Marley quote is uh, we have hung a picture on the wall, uh, but the picture is uh, 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 actually it's an embroidery um, that's been Sarah since uh, her teens and it's an embroidery of the Lord's Prayer. It's a, a picture representing Jesus as the Good Shepherd and then, not the Lord's Prayer, sorry, the, the Lord's My Shepherd, the 23rd Psalm. Uh, just to say, what is the life that we uh, are seeking to live? What is the life that we love and so are living? Well, it's a life following uh, the Good Shepherd. Uh, but in fact, just talking about that gives you a, a, a sense again of 
what is going on here uh, because that's what we've started to to do we've begun as we did in our previous house to put things up on the walls and around the house uh, so we've got that um, that embroidery of uh, the uh, the 23rd psalm uh, we've got ornaments and uh, things uh, models and things that have been given to us over the years uh, we've got a picture of uh, my grandfather in his regiment um, with the boxing champions pictures of our grandparents family pictures that are starting to go up uh, uh, an embroidery that my sister did of um, uh, wishing this blessing on our marriage um, a beautiful uh, uh, Chinese paper cut um, uh, which uh, I gave to Sarah I got my parents to get from China and I gave to Sarah on our first wedding anniversary because that's the paper anniversary uh, so all of these things around the house that remind us of important things that are precious to us things that say this is what we value and, and who we value pointed to the Lord but also reminders of our family places and things that are significant to us that's what Moses was getting at in Deuteronomy uh, what he was saying was you need those constant reminders about what is important and what is important is that you keep God's command that you keep God's word that you love God with your whole heart and if you are to write the words and bind them on your hands it means that whenever you get to work whether that's out in the field or in the home if you're a woman when you are preparing the food um, not not a saying that's that's what uh, your family should look like today pretty much the reverse for us but that was the obviously the model at the uh, at the time with that one smoothly didn't I? Um, then every time you set to work you will look and you will be reminded that you work in God's strength not in your own in a box just within the eye line so that it's always on your mind so that you can always see it when you go out and when you come in on the doorpost so that whenever you go out and whenever you come in you are always seeing God's word God's law God's command that you can't escape it you can't run away from it that it's always there always present you are surrounded by God's word you live in God's word quite literally you inhabit God's word God's commands God's testimony to you this particular case you inhabit God's love and your love and worship of God you inhabit your praise and your worship that's what God's people were being called to do to live in God's word being at home means living in God's word in fact in the New Testament that will be pushed further so that in Colossians 3 16 uh, Paul won't just say inhabit the word of God but he will say 
uh, may the word of Christ dwell in you richly so that we become so saturated so that we live in God's word but God's word lives in us uh, and that will point of course to the uh, the fact that we should get so deep into God's word so that we meditate on it, so that we spend time thinking about it, so that we seek to obey it, so that we're saturated in God's word, that it is there, it is known to us. We memorise it, we learn to love it, we speak it often, it becomes naturally part of our language and our conversation. But it also points to the way that Christ, the living word, comes to live in our hearts. It's home for the believer. What is home for the church? Is about living in God's word, living in his promises, learning to trust him, learning to know him, learning to hear him through his word so that we sing that song i love your voice and we remember god's goodness and faithfulness and practically what will that mean uh, well here's something fascinating we're taught to meditate on god's word we're taught to let the word of christ dwell in us richly uh, we have this pointer here that we are meant to inhabit God's word so it surrounds us and involves us and that it's always on our mind and always in our sight and governing all of our actions. But you're not actually commanded to read God's word daily. Now, if you're able to read, of course, you will want to read scripture often. No, but there isn't a barrier there based on our ability to or our love for reading. The command is not that you've got to read it, but uh, to live with it, to dwell in it, to meditate on it and to obey it. But this Sunday I'm uh, going to uh, be uh, talking to the children. We're going to be uh, in our children's group. We're going to be uh, talking about the wise man who built his house on the rock and the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the conclusion to that parable is... Uh, that you are to be those who hear God's word and do and obey God's word. Uh, so the man who builds his house on the sand is not someone who fails to listen to it, fails to hear, fails to read God's word. He's the one who fails to obey it, fails to do it. So inhabiting God's word, that will mean that I am obedient to God's word. Here are some practical things. First of all, I would encourage churches to ensure that scripture is central to our meetings and that our meetings are saturated in it. Uh, not just that you read a few verses ready for the sermon. That there's plenty of space for reading scripture and hearing scripture through a gathering. There's chunks of scripture and that there's space to pause and just meditate and reflect on one or two verses. That our sermons don't just use the Bible as a launching pad before we share our opinions and thoughts and 
practical advice, but that they take time to dwell in God's word. That's why I favor expository preaching. So that's about gathering. Uh, but then through the week, meditating on God's word, I'd encourage you to take time just to remember what you heard on Sunday and to pray it into your life. Take time to do that each day. Uh, you might find it helpful uh, to read a, a bit of the Bible, uh, to reread what you heard on Sunday or to read other passages that build from that. Uh, you may find it helpful to listen to scripture read through an audio Bible. Text one another. Uh, share Bible verses with each other. I mean, probably our Facebook walls media, our Twitter accounts and our Instagram and TikTok accounts and our mobile phones with text are the equivalent of writing things on the gateposts or binding them to your arms or putting them in front of your foreheads, forehead so that you can always see them so that they're always on your mind, aren't they? Also make sure that you take time to check, am I being obedient to God's word? Am I both a hearer and a doer? Uh, maybe take a bit of time, uh, maybe in the middle of the week, on a Wednesday and then later in the week, a Friday or a Saturday, to think, what did God say to me on Sunday? What did God say to us as a church? How was I challenged? How was I comforted? How was I corrected? To ask, what am I doing to put that into practice? What have I done so far this week? what am I going to do in the rest of the week? And then maybe, and this is something that church small groups, home groups can encourage, maybe through a small group discussion, or maybe just a message to a friend, or talking over with family members. And maybe the next stage then is to ensure that you make yourself accountable to others so that you are inhabiting God's word, not just by hearing, not just by listening, but by doing. Well, thank you for listening in today.